This is episode number 50 of the Show It Off podcast, and it is the one-year anniversary from the very first episode, and I am celebrating, and I hope you ladies will celebrate with me. Woo, this is a wonderful accomplishment. I'm feeling very proud, and I want to remind you what an awesome act of self-love it is to make a promise to yourself and to keep it. And that is exactly what I did with starting this podcast to drop an episode every week and overcome the obstacles like rain falling on my tin roof or, you know, Luna needing to interrupt that, uh, my recording. And it all worked out fine and made me laugh and was just been so much fun along the way. So, yay. Also, I am very excited because. You ladies are going to love today's guest. She is Karen Stanley, and she wrote the book Becoming Mrs. Karen Stanley, A Single Mom's Guide to Attracting Mr. Right. If you have a desire in your heart to find love again after becoming a single mom, if you have a desire in your heart to be married again, this episode will really excite and inspire you. And if you're like me and you're um, in a season in your life or maybe a forever thought in your life where you're just really not wanting to be in partnership and not wanting to uh, get married or have a relationship like that again, that is okay too. You're still going to love this episode because Karen's amazing. She has really great suggestions, tips, tricks, tactical advice for self-love, self-care, for rocking it as a single mom, for she has great stories. Oh my God, you're going to love her stories. Doing your best, overcoming um, struggles and just persevering and reminding us how strong we are as women. So enjoy the episode. All the links to connect with Karen are going to be in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening and for being with me. If you've been with me since the beginning of the year, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're new to the uh, show, welcome. And let's build this awesome community of empowered single mamas together. This is the Show It Off podcast, encouraging you to show off your unique self, your true, messy, beautiful, perfectly imperfect self. This is about discovering and sharing your inner light with confidence. When we do this, everyone benefits. The law of oneness means any good we do for ourselves is doing good for all. I am Sarah Fayshoff. I am a single mom who helps other single moms build a life they are proud of and happy in, as I learn to do the same. After creating a successful confidence-building youth program for girls in California and using my 11 years experience as a yoga and meditation teacher, I am a confidence coach, helping women from here in Hawaii where I am living a simple island life with my daughter. Each Monday, this podcast serves up true stories and inspiring messages 
to support you on your journey to becoming shamelessly and unapologetically confident so you can show off your light, show off your authentic self, show off who you were born to be. This is the Show It Off podcast. Are you a single mama? Are you ready to change the experience of being a single mama? No longer do we have to be poor, stressed, exhausted, lonely, or unhealthy, working three jobs and barely ever seeing our kids. Nope, that may have been the way single mamas were doing things in the past, but we are a new generation of women and we have new resources at our fingertips. What if being a single mom looked like being in a village of sister friends? sharing expenses, supporting each other in childcare and household responsibilities, all while making lots of money and having a great balance of being present with your babies, but also using your mind and energy to doing work that you love. Sound impossible? Well, it's very possible. And I know this because I'm doing it myself right now. And I can show you how. I have built an online course with an interactive online community that includes modules like self-care 101, be your own boss, how to build community where you are right now, how to be happy as a single woman, dating as a single mama, and my personal favorite, you can do paperwork, navigating the legal side of being a single mama. This course is sold module by module for only $37 each, so you can pick and choose the modules depending on what your needs are right now. There are also free modules to help you with the process of leaving and up-leveling your mindset for success in all areas of your life, plus lots of one-on-one and group support. Does this make you excited? Do you want to join the empowered single mama sisterhood? Well, all you have to do is go to sarahfayshoff.com and enter your email. Then you will be put on a special list and I will invite you when the course goes public. And I will also give you free support right away. Look, being a single mama can seem impossibly hard, but that is because of the way we have been going about it. We can change that which we want to change in our lives. This can be the most empowering season of your entire life and you do not have to do it alone. So go to the site, the link is in the show notes and join the Empowered Single Mama Sisterhood today. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) I am very happy right now because I'm doing my favorite thing ever which is doing podcast interviews (laughs) wow that's so exciting and I'm so happy that we found each other and we get to do this today me too I just love what you're doing and the first thing the first thing I've ever heard of yours was yesterday morning I think and I turned it on and I and I like the first sentence out of your mouth my very first thought was I wish I had had this when I was a single mom. You're mm. a genius. What you're doing is so amazing. I'm wow. so grateful to be a part of it. 
you're gonna make me cry and it's only 5 a.m <laughs> <We're> only... <laughs> well lately i cry at everything so and i mean every word of it i cry all the time too that's very touching that's like really the best thing i could ever hear so thank you so much for saying that because yeah that's really why i get up at 4 a.m every day because i feel really motivated and and driven and excited about this mission and this goal. And that's just to like, you know, reach out to all these single moms and tell them there's a better way. And it doesn't have to be the way it has been, you know? Um, so it doesn't, and we're, we're on the same mission. I know I stalked the heck out of your uh, website <laughs> and I just love you. I just love what you're doing, <laughs> you know, because I have to say when I first I came across your Instagram. Um, I did it because I was searching hashtags and you came up and I saw your beautiful face and it was just really catching. And I was like, Ooh, who's she? And at first I was like, Hmm, you know, uh, becoming Mrs. Stanley, like that's quite a statement. Mm -hmm. And then I read the, the subtext, the single mom's guide to attracting Mr. Right. And I was like, wow, I really like the way she said attracting and instead of finding, mm -hmm. I thought that was really powerful. And so it really got me intrigued. <laughs> and also, like, I know that you understand this because I stalked your website. But I am really in a place where I have no desire to attract Mr. Right and no desire to be in a relationship at all. <laughs> and I love that you've been there. And so you can really understand, like, being on both sides of the... Um, I guess just season in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I just want to start with maybe why, how did I even come to write a book? I didn't, I wasn't born a novelist or writer or anything. Right. So I want to, I want to tell that quick story because. Please do. Take yeah. Your time. Okay. <laughs> um, because I went really quickly, like as a background, um, first, because I, I believe that unhealed trauma is what causes our limiting beliefs. And yeah. let me explain that. I mean, why, why I come to realize, and I'm just realizing this after, you know, 45 years, um, because the first 38 years of my life, 39 years, um, I spent, attracting all the wrong men who weren't good for me and they didn't want what I wanted. And I was still confused. I was just, I, but then also at the same time, I was, I never thought I was good enough. I mean, I, I always carried these limiting beliefs with me. The things that I would always say to myself is, you know, you're, no one's going to want to marry you with two kids. And even before kids and before my first marriage, I thought men only wanted me for sex and it mm -hmm. wasn't until the middle of my thirties. And I started realizing these limiting beliefs that I had were going to keep me in that same pattern of attracting the same guy, different name, mm. same situations over and over and over different face. Yep. Um, I realized it's because of what trauma I had been through and we've all had trauma and yep. we're all healing from something. And so I never, ever talked about this before, but I was molested when I was four years old. Wow. So my parents 
they were trying to help this this teenager got kicked out of his house by his own family oh my god yeah I mean it's so tragic right so my poor Mm. mom she's the nicest kindest you know person you've ever met selfless person Mm. you've ever met in your life she's trying to help well she's got you know we have a lot of kids I'm number six no yeah and then and then she and then my sister was born number seven so we had eight kids at that time Oh. so much going on, you know, and yes. somehow ended up in the basement with this guy. And, um, I never ever talked about it. And the reason why I'm talking about it now is because it's so important. It's so important so that we can heal from it. And now I, yes. now I realize that, you know, so many things happen, you know, in our lives that are very hard and very um, hard to get through. But then if we start talking about them, then we can help each other heal from it. Yes. So then fast forward to um, another story I didn't write in detail about the book, which I'm going to add to the audio book because it didn't dawn mm. on me until yesterday how important this was. I was talking to wow. my husband. Great. Yeah. Miracles just happen like yes. every day. Wow. Yes. Uh, so I went to, so I was raised LDS. Um, I went to uh, BYU, Brigham Young University in Utah. And if you don't know much about that, that religion. Um, yeah. What does that mean? LDS? It's, it's the Mormons. It's the Mormons. Oh, Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints. Okay. Okay. Thank yeah. you. So, okay. um, you know, generations and generations of, of that tradition in my family and wonderful things about those traditions of, you know, family is first and, you know, we help each other and, you know, we're in a tight community and all about helping and serving. Um, However, um, when you have that limiting belief that you're not good enough, you're never going to get to that, you know, get to heaven. Um, I'll never be able to follow all these rules. I'll never make it. I thought that from the very beginning. I was like, man, this is, this is really hard. I'm never going to be like Jesus. I'm never going to be perfect. <laughs> right. That's my High expectation. Yes. So. Um, I went to Brigham Young, and so you've signed a, an honor code. If you want to go to Brigham Young University, you're not allowed to drink alcohol. And um, so I signed it. I'd never had a drink before. But, you know, I started having some hard times and some doubts, and um, and school was really hard for me. And um, I was a musician. I'm a trained classical singer, so I went to school to study music, vocal performance. And I got my 21st birthday, and, I, you know, I just – so my roommates took me out for my 21st birthday. It's the first time right. I ever drank. <laughs> wow. So then another, then a couple weeks after that, um, my, I went out with my other friend. I found out that she was secretly drinking and, you know, cause you're not allowed to see so so we're, right. we're all like in the, in the sneaking. Yeah. Sneaking. yeah. yeah. We're bad, you know, so we went to the, <laughs> there's, you know, one bar in, in Provo, Utah. And, um, she's just one of these people that she cannot handle. Her body's definitely allergic to alcohol. You know, she uh-huh. just absolutely can't handle it. And she's super teeny. She weighed like 80 pounds, she's a super teeny petite girl. Um, so she was so sick. And I took her home and I was helping her, you know, just like she was just out so, so sick, like alcohol poisoning sick. And I almost took her to the hospital if I didn't. But then she told me that night that she had been raped by our mutual friend who was in the choir with us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
And as you can imagine, that is our family. That is our lifeline. Is that right? We are there together every day, hours a day, rehearsing, you know, sharing our souls together. And so we spent all of our time together because we're all music majors. Right. And so I couldn't deal. And I went to the conductor and I said, this is what's happened. I I don't know what to do. Um, And so he gets called in, the uh, perpetrator. And he said, well, if I'm going down, I'm taking Karen down with me. And he named a couple other names. And I said, and so then they call me into the honor code office. You mean like for telling? Yeah. Or for drinking? Yeah. So he's going to okay. turn me That's in for drinking. You. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank went, you. Oh, crap. So right. now I'm in trouble. But I didn't dawn on me that I would actually get kicked out because I was like, this is my first offense. I'm 21. I didn't break a law. I mean, I broke the honor code, but I didn't right. break any laws. <laughs> right. And I know I'm not supposed to drink, but I was like, first offense, I drank twice. I mean, it'll be fine. Right. So then I get called in and they can't do anything unless you, you know, it's just hearsay unless you, um, unless you you tell, you know, you admit it. Okay. I wasn't street smart enough to just lie. Right, right. (laughs) Not get in trouble. So I said, yeah, how many times do you drink? I said twice. And I said, okay. And then like, you know, a couple of days later, I don't remember how much time had passed. Um, they, they said, you have to leave. They kicked me out of school. I'm like, wow. I really, oh my gosh, I was devastated. So I tell, I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do? I come to my friends in choir. We go to my conductor, my conductor, cause we're about to go to Australia and this big, um, the major music festival, you know, competition. Oh, wow. Yeah. I totally blew it. <laughs> I missed out on a free trip to Australia. <laughs> yeah. So, but you didn't blow it. You did the right thing. I know. Isn't that weird? So yeah, they petitioned. So, you know, they um, can't remember what it's called. And you try to, you know, you come back and you, you petition the, <laughs> they act like it's court to get uh-huh. me to come back. And he's vouching for me. He's saying, I, Good. this is like going to the NBA finals without my center and okay. I need her and blah, 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 blah. So then they deliberate and a couple of days later, they come back with, um, oh, you can finish the semester, but you can't be in choir and you can't go on tour. Oh, yeah. Man. So I'm 21 years old. And what did I learn? I right. learned if you tell the truth, you will be outcasted. Yeah. And, and the only thing keeping me sane and giving me joy and happiness and keeping my shit together is the choir. And they said, right. That's what they took away from me. After like 17 years of keeping a secret yes. and then you use your voice. Yeah. It's ironic that you're a singer. Isn't that, ir- you yeah. know, and your voice is your thing. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry. This is, I'm processing the story. This is intense. It's intense. Wow. Yes. Cause I, now that I look back on it, I realize how traumatic that was. Right. And I didn't realize it until recently. And so I'm, I'm thinking back and I'm going, Oh my gosh. So I come down. I, I work in Utah for a little while. I'm miserable. Find some roommates and live in some random house. And I'm working at a, a you know, sandwich shop. It's called, it's called Hoagie Yogi. My sister owned it. And I like, know Hoagie Yogi. You do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've heard of that. Uh-huh. It's like a subway with ice cream, you know, right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I was, I was miserable, you know, so I was, I was so, I was crushed. I was, you know, I wanted to party. I was like in that, you know, screw off mood. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with you. You're going to do that to me. So I'm just going to whatever. But in real life, this is before cell phones. And so about October, um, in, so that would have been my, you know, fourth year of college. Um, they, 
my car conductor hunted me down. No one had cell phones back then. Right. He found out where I worked and he called Hoagie Yogi and he said, Karen, I want you to come back. I need you. You need to be here with us. And I'm bawling. It makes me cry right now. I wanted all we all want is to be wanted and needed and loved and belong to something. And and so they the institution, they um, they had all these requirements for me. So I had to like read a book. Like I'm some criminal. I had to make, right. I had to do 30 hours of community service. Like for what? I'm like the nicest person ever. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't, wow. what crime did I commit? But that's fine. I had to write a paper, you know, about forgiveness and, and all these things. So I, I did, yeah, I did my requirements. I, I did my penance uh-huh. for the crime I committed. And then they let me back into school. Um, so I'd finished that, that semester and, um, and it was very, you know, it was very positive. I finally got to go be with my friends. They were all up there, you know, they're all at school and it was so wonderful being back with them. And, and then at the end of the semester, I decided I, I found a excuse to move to Arizona. Really. I love Arizona. And there was a wonderful voice teacher who used to work, sing at the Metropolitan Opera and she lived here. So I call her on my, you know, home phone in my apartment in Provo, Utah. And I'm like, hey, um, hi, I'd like to take voice lessons from you. I'm thinking of moving there. I just want to make sure that you had an opening. <laughs> She's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm dead serious. She's like, yeah, of course, awesome. come on down. Awesome. So I pack everything up into my 1978 mustard colored yellow Datsun B210. And I, dri- <laughs> and I drive to Arizona. Actually, I drive to New Mexico first. I spent a week with my granny. Pearl, who I love dearly. And then I went, then I came to Arizona, June 22nd. It's almost exactly 23 years ago. Yeah. I was going to say that today, like the 20th. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it's in a couple. Yeah. Like it, I remember oh, that almost. date. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm. Wow. So of course I'm going to fall right into the arms of any, the very first person who gives me any attention and wants mm. to be with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it makes so much sense now. Of course I'm going to do that. Right. I met him right away. My first husband, we started dating a few months later, you know, and we were married, you know, a couple of years later, but I was only 22 when I met him. I mm-hmm. had just gone through all of that. It didn't even click until recently you know, so when you think about everything that you've gone through and that it creates those beliefs, so, right. you know, so men only want me for sex. I always thought I was too big. I was too fat. I had, you know, the, all these meanings, you mm-hmm. attach meanings to something that happens, right? Yes. And so of course I'm going to be, uh, you know, in a relationship that does not serve me. We're not compatible. I had no communication skills at absolutely no business getting married. Right. <clears throat> but I did. And I'm so glad we had two amazing kids. And so now our son is 17 and our daughter is 14, almost 15. Mm. And, um, but it, it crumbled, you know, as soon as my baby daughter was born, um, mm-hmm. you know, we had, um, it just all fell apart. She, she was born, she had a blockage in her stomach. And so she needed surgery right away. Oh, stressful. Yeah. So I had, I, I brought her home and, um, and didn't realize it, you know, and then two day, one day later, you know, she's only, she's only 48 hours old when they took her back and they, and they found the problem and they, she did surgery. And so we spent three weeks Jeez. in the, yeah, 
You spent three weeks. Oh, there. your mama heart. You must have been going crazy. That was that was um that's the hardest thing I've ever gone to, probably. <clears throat> yeah. But stress really does bring out the underlying problems in relationships, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Well, it sh- it shines a light on them and he I we were the only people that were that were in the waiting room area and um my f- my first husband her dad said I I just can't handle it. I can't. I got to go. So he left me there alone when I had wow. just, I had just given birth 2 Jeez. days before that to his daughter. Right. And she was being cut open. Oh my god. Crazy, right? But that helped me realize it's okay. It's okay because we weren't, it's just, it's all okay. You know, yeah, we're, I know. We're, you just, yeah. you know, I, you know, put the thing in motion, you know, we were, we were um, separated two years later and, you know, a year and a half later in 05, no, in 07, she was born in 05. And so from 07, then I was single. So then came the recession and that came all losing all of my clients and all of them. <sighs> And I just, I just, it, it forced me to just start all over again. Yeah. Bankruptcy, foreclosure, divorce, repossession of my car, all in like a year, a year and a half's time. Wow. Yeah. So here I move into this rental and it was shitty carpets. I talk about the shitty carpets in my, in my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was, it was, it was, I was ashamed. I had failed. So I had failed my business. I failed my family failed. Yeah. I feel like such a failure start all over again. And I hadn't dated very much. So that's the other thing. So then I had my sowing of the wild oats, you know, that whole thing, but I didn't really have a lot. I didn't have like 50, 50 or shared custody. I didn't have any of that. He was gone almost all the time. Okay. Um, And so he um, just, just had to travel for work you know, he's works in the, uh-huh. works in the mining business. So he's always gone. Most, most of the time he's in a different country. And, um, so when I did have a break, that's when I was like, mama's coming out to party. So watch right. out. Right. I went wild. And oh, it, yeah. what happens is that you get the wild boys. They know you're out for party and they're, they're on to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, and in the morning, I would just hate myself. I just looked mm-hmm. down at the stranger, and I'm like, "This is not me. What am I doing? I don't want right. this." And then sometimes, like I remember one night, um, this guy was so nice and so smart and so sweet, and we had so much fun. And in the morning, you know, he gives me this his phone number, and I, you know, he was going through a divorce. And I thought we had so much in common, and and um. Then he didn't call me and I called him. That's, that's number, that's rule number one. <laughs> yeah. Broken rule number one. <laughs> yeah. Broken, I've broken all of them. So just learn from me. And, um, um, he was, it was his office. Like he didn't even give me a cell phone number. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. I was like, just, just, I was mortified. And he was like, yeah. hey, no, I had a really good time. I'm just, I'm so sorry. And he kind of felt bad. And he was like, um, I really want to get back together with my wife. And like, I was like, trying to work it out. So I was kind of like only like kind of going out and I, I really want to like make it work for my wife though. I was like, Oh, well, that would have been good to know. <laughs> About 24 hours ago. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was hurt. It hurt me. I mm-hmm. wasn't, I'm not, 
you know, we have double standards for men and women. I want love and romance and sex. And we all love that. We all want that. And we should have that. But when we don't have the self-love and the self-confidence and the self-esteem, we're going to accept imitation love. And we're going to accept what we think we deserve. And I then, so I, I, I'm at eight years of this and I would take years off. Like I would take a menopause. Like my friend Lizzie calls it menopause. I think it's so funny. I I love that. Yeah. It was awesome. Like I take a couple of years off and just like, kind of like, you know, just hang out with my kids. I'm like, this, there's no way I'm never going to find anybody. Um, and I had a list of everything I wanted in a soulmate. I'd written it on a piece of paper and, and put it in my, um, by my set, by my bedside. And, and I was reading lots of self-improvement books, helped me a lot, really just trying to be a good mom. My son had learning disabilities and has learning disabilities. And he's, we, we really struggled. We really had a hard time. It was a, r- a lot of, you know, rough years and where I didn't date at all. So then I went to my best friend's wedding and I was made of honor and I was, I was surrounded the entire weekend. It was a destination wedding in Montana and the whole weekend, all these wonderful couples that have been together for decades and it was so many of them. They're all still in love. And the groom's father did the toast. And he said, you think you love her now? Just wait 47 years from now. You will love her more than anything you can ever imagine. And I, that stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? Yeah. That could happen? Like, I want someone to say that about me when I'm mm-hmm. ugly and gray and wrinkly and my boobs are sagging down to my waist and all of these things that we have, we think we have to be to be loved and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want that. And it's possible. And it's like, why, why is it possible for her? And she, and I just, it just hit me that she's got self-confidence and self-love and she had certainty. She knew that she was going to meet the one and she was divorced and she was a single mom and she had two kids and she was working from home. We were business partners. Our circumstances oh. were almost identical. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then that was it. I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to, I'm not going to attract a badass husband unless I feel like a badass myself. And why and this don't is when I? you created the boss list. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, would, I love so much. I just really was like, I have to ask her about the boss. I think it's oh fabulous. Gosh. So tell us about that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Why don't I, why don't I believe it's possible for me? And why don't I think I am a badass? Right. And I was like, hmm, let's see. What do I really need? So the first thing was if my, if my love of my life knocked on the door right now, what would I do? Would I make him wait outside? And if so, because I'm embarrassed about something. And if so, what would I be doing while he's waiting? And why don't I do those now? Tearing up your carpets. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be. I, I made a list. I actually made a list on my phone. Um, I really desperately needed um, dental work. There's certain things that we all know we, we, we would really feel better if we kind of got something done. Some of them really small, you know, like mm-hmm. changing out your light bulbs or, you know, like I needed to do some yard work. Like I just, the sprinklers broke and the, it, it was like a, you know, a, a freaking forest out there. The kids thought it was great. <laughs> Running around <laughs> and like wild, you know, like it's a jungle. Um, 
that's embarrassing. I'm like, I, I, that doesn't bring me joy. It brings right. me shame. Like, like, it's like, that's dumb. Okay. That needs to be done. And sometimes. Yeah. Just... I love that question. Like, does that bring me joy? <laughs> Great way to decide. Exactly. Your yeah. What is it that you really wish were different? Like, you know, you would feel better if something was finished or uh, just done, checked off, organized. Um, you know, my annual exams, I hadn't even been to the doctor in like years. I just, things like that, because I wasn't yeah. focused on myself and what mom needed. I was only focused on what my clients needed and my kids needed. Right. Typical women. Yeah. And see what you're doing. You're helping people change that. And hopefully, you know, my story will help people realize wow, we can just be so much better moms if we take care of ourselves and think about the things that bring us joy. And it's, it's, yes, it is possible. It's possible to have both. It's not even possible. It's, it's showing up even better for your child, like a much better mom and much better understanding, much more patient, much more, um, you know, empathetic and, you know, much better listener. I mean, wouldn't you think that those are all qualities of a good mother? I would. Yeah. yeah. Guess how you get more of that? Oh, it's by bringing yourself joy and and lifting yourself up and and reading some good things and yes. So <clears throat> that's my boss list, and I just worked on that. I just worked little by little by little every mm-hmm. day, and then I I really needed to create a space for love and a partner. Um, I think that's the other thing I realized because my kids were in my bedroom they slept in my bedroom so Mm -hmm. we had a four-bedroom house and I we always had a revolving door with a family my size you can imagine we always had visitors yeah so my sisters were always coming to visit with their cousins and it was it was so fun it was was such had such a blast Mm. but my house was a disaster because it was just a kid zone looked like a daycare and because uh-huh. I, it made me, it was fun. It was just, I wanted them to have Nerf wars and, you know, build forts and, you know, mm. you know, it's, it's, that's the good stuff. That's why they liked being yes. at my house and the whole neighborhood was always at my house and they would tie blankets from the banisters on the staircase and they would be hammocks all the way down the stairs. And <laughs> I mean, it's so great. That's, that's what being yeah. a kid is all about. Right. Yeah. But if play, yeah. And, and that's all they want. They just want us to play with them. And, um, you know, I always tell people if your kids are, you know, around the, the, the age where they always want you, they just want you to play with them. It goes away. They don't, they don't always want you to play with them. You know, mm. it's they, you know, they want to hang out with their friends when they get older. And it's just, it's so special. It's so special just to sit down and play with them. That is literally the most important thing. And, um, thanks for saying that yeah. Luna's four and that's all she wants me to do is pretend oh. with her. And sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, if I pretend this one more time, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> so thank you for saying that. So I can remember to just like keep enjoying it. Yeah. The play yeah. cause they get to yeah. 14 and guess you remember when you're in high school, guess what happens? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so much going on and there's so many yeah. things happening. They want to be with their friends and, and, um, we still play games. We still play cards. But it's just not the same thing. Um, right. So I thought, um, there's, there's not, this is not creating the most peaceful, joyful situation for mom. And you can do little things. You don't have to redecorate your house all in one day. You can do little things that create more joy because I think things that, that we don't realize actually, we're, we're just creating our own stress by just like having things where we can't find them. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, cars on the couch and then you sit on them and then you get frustrated. And, 
you know, I have had Hot Wheels all over my house, everywhere, every corner, every (laughs) under everything, you know, (laughs) Legos everywhere. You're stepping on them. And then you, 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 then you you like cause that little bits of little, you know, bits of stress. You don't, that you don't need, right. You don't even need that. Oh yeah. Stepping on a Lego (laughs) is pretty much the worst thing ever or a Barbie (laughs) shoe. I know it really is. Yeah. I love how you talk about environment. I think that's super important. It's an entire chapter. So I little by little, you're, you're actually creating more peace. You think about it as not a chore, you're, if you can't find your um, spatula every time you go to make eggs, right? you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to organize a drawer. It's not about organizing a drawer. It's creating more peace. He's like, oh, I know, I know where everything is. My granny Pearl, she said, mm. everything has one place where it goes. Yes. And I was like, oh, well, that's smart. I didn't know why she did that. Cause I just mm. throw everything everywhere. Well, then I can't find stuff Then I'm creating my own stress. And you're not loving your future self. Yeah. You know, you got to do a favor for future self. That's really good. That's really smart. That's the perfect way to look at it. Granny Pearl knew. Yeah. She knew. She has more wisdom. Mm -hmm. She was, you know, Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. passed away when she was 88. She's the smartest woman I know. So um, that's a whole chapter. And then, so what happened was, I was listening to this podcast by, um, and Coot Blackston was a, was a, um, was a, a guest. Well, maybe I should, maybe I should finish the story about how I actually came together with John. And then I, and then I can tell about how the book came about. Okay. okay. Uh, you're a great storyteller. Oh, good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I, what else did I do? I was listening to a song. I was, I was hiking. Um, you know, I made personal goals and I believe that's, that's, that's one of the secrets to cultivating that love and that self-worth. I'm worthy because I, I made a promise to myself and I kept it and I, and I'm showing myself Mm. that I'm showing the universe. I'm showing God that I am by my demonstrations, by my actions that I do deserve it. And it is possible for me to be loved just the way I am. And and so I, I was listening to this song. So one of those things is doing the things that you really love to do, you know, instead of like exercising as a punishment for what you ate, someone just, pun- just posted that yesterday, a, a quote that I love exercising is celebrating what your body can do. And exercising is a, is a, is a mind game. It's, it's giving you the gift of that clear thought and that clarity and that boost you need and that energy that you need to be the best mom and sister and friend and, you know, that you could be. Yes. And, but I don't love going to the gym. I just don't love it. I love it now, which is hilarious, but I did not love, that's not the environment where I thrived, but what I did love and do love is I love being on a mountain. Just put me on a mountain. I'll hike up. I'll hike all day long, every day. I love it so much. And I love yeah. yoga. I love that you are a yoga teacher because yeah. I am a certified yoga instructor too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hiking and yoga go really well together, don't they? Oh, it just feels so good afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that is the key. It slows me down. It calms my mind. And I think, and I meditate. It's, it, it's so good for, and I, and everybody loves whatever they love. And so it doesn't even have to be hiking or yoga. And I was listening to, uh, you know, my, my playlist 
on my, on, you know, hiking up the mountain. I know exactly where I was. It's, it's so amazing how this works. And I was, it dawned on me, you know, that's bittersweet symphony song is so great. Yeah, right? I do. Do, 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 do. It's so good. right? And <laughs> it's I, beautiful. Yeah. I never paid attention to the words. And one day I was paying attention and he said, we are a slave to money. Then we die. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Wait a second. I'm like that, that goes against every single fiber of my being. And I, I think that everything you listen to matters. Everything you see, you listen to, you hear, whether it's from a friend, whether it's on the radio, whether it's on your your song, it matters. I think everything influences you negatively or positively and nothing is neutral. And I was like, nope, that's out. (laughs) That's I'm not listening to that. So I created a love playlist. So I gathered Mm. all of the music I could that had that had positive you know, lyrics that were either, you know, just love songs about love, about positivity, about the life I wanted to create, everything that I wanted in my life. If it wasn't talking about that, it didn't make the cut. I love it. <laughs> I the same way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh. So cool. I, I just want to interrupt you real quick because I want to point out that if you guys are listening to this and you're like, hell yeah, that's awesome. That on MrsKarenStanley.com, she shares, our darling Karen here, shares her love playlist. If you can hear these things, it's already organized for you. And I really love that because that takes some time, woman. Like, it does. It yeah. does. It's my, it's a labor of love. I don't, it doesn't even yeah. feel like labor at all. Like you're saying, it's my ultimate joy is to add things to my website um, that I think will help somebody. And I put the whole thing on Spotify, actually. All you have to do yeah. is, is find me on Spotify and the whole thing. I think there's, we're up to like 186 songs. I keep adding to it. I love, I love also how you have tapes on the image because yeah. I used to make mixed tapes. It's so good. It's so good. So wait, how do they find you on Spotify? What's the, the handle? Mrs. Karen Stanley. Perfect. Easy. Great. Yeah. Okay. So continue. Sorry. I just had to like share that. Thank you for that. Um, so then, um, what else? I had a hard time with the belief part and the limiting beliefs are the, they're the most important part. And that's the longest chapter of my book. How do you, how do you dissolve them forever? How do you really, I mean, can we please, how though? I mean, we have these limiting beliefs. You can't just, you know, you can't just like wake up one day and, 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 and not have them anymore. Right. Right. It's a process. It it really is a healing process. And, you know, we all, Go, have to go through things in different ways, but how I finally, I really worked towards finding physical manifestations in my life right now that prove them wrong. And I would focus on that over and over and over again. And I, my dear friends, Reed and Sabrina are high school sweethearts. They have been married since they were 19, I think. They have three amazing kids. Their oldest son got a perfect score on the SAT. Perfect. Wow. 1600. I've never even known anybody that got a 1600. Wow. They're thriving, loving, they're best friends, they're business partners. They share an office. They go to lunch together every day. Wow. And I, and they've, and this is 40 years. They've been married 40 years. And I want, I thought, Okay, so anytime I think that it's not possible, 
I'm going to think about reading Sabrina because that means my limiting belief is false. It's wrong. If it can happen for one of us, it can happen for all of us. Every single one of us. Yeah, disproving it is really smart. Brilliant. And I just kept, I just kept at it. It was hard. It was very hard as I had these, 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 these beliefs that we developed from trauma, they're hardwired. And so you just have to practice. You just have to practice. And I said, nope. Anytime that little, I call her my little inner bitch. Anytime she would come up and say, it's not possible. Your butt's too big. You need to drop a few. Your thighs need to come down. All that stuff. No, no, no. Nope. So it worked. It happens for Reed and Sabrina. They're, you know, super driven people like me. She's a lot like me. And, um, she raised incredible children and, um, and said, no, it's, it's possible. It's possible for one, but one of us possible for all of us. So I just kept working. Right. And then, then I go back to, and turn my, my focus back to myself. How can I take one step toward my goal? How can I improve? How can I become the person that I want to attract? And then I put my soulmate list in my phone. So when it's on a piece of paper, we don't, it's harder to focus on it. It's still good writing. I did a lot of writing, actual writing with paper and pen. There's a lot of science behind it. You know, why that yeah. helps us it, and lots, tons and tons and tons of journaling and writing. And when we, but it's in my phone, I carry that where I'm looking at it all day long. Right. Um, right. Oh, before I forget one more other thing I did, and I don't remember who told me to do this. It was a book I read somewhere and I wish I could remember so I could give them credit. They said, um, record your new empowering beliefs in your phone and play them back to you because they're your own voice helps you reinforce the new belief. And I did that. I would drive, when I was driving around, I would, I would play them to myself. So I'm reinforcing um, my, my soulmates out there. He's getting ready for me. He's wonderful. He will love my kids. He'll be a great influence on me. He will pump me up. He will support me. He will love me when I'm sick. He will be kind. He's, you know, cares. He, he's trusting all the things that I want, I, I wanted and I, that I was trying to reinforce that it was possible and it was true. Then, um, I, so I played it to myself. And then, um, brilliant. I love that. I uh, really, that. I'm going to do that. I love that. I, it's because your own voice is so powerful and that's the voice that's playing you all of the limiting beliefs and all the stuff Eight. that's not true. Right. Wow. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, one of these days I'm going to find that author in that book. It'll come to me because I want to share it with people because that was a right. huge breakthrough for me. It really helped me so much and that didn't come from me. Um, and so I, the other problem with having a piece of paper with your soulmate list on everything you wanted and everything you really want to create in your life and your love life and your, your, you know, your future life, loving your future life is it's hard to edit it because we're all constantly growing and we're constantly learning. And, um, and I would, it's on your phone. You can go, Oh wait. Okay. So every time I would go on a date, I would, um, think of it. I stopped calling them bad dates or good dates. Why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? And I would be hurt because they wouldn't text me back or not be interested or not what, what I wanted. Instead of being hurt by that, I was being, I decided I would just be a student and I would just, I, I just thought of every single person I would meet from now on is teacher and they're teaching me something. What yeah. is it that I want? What is it that I need to learn? Cause God's sending them to me. So there's no accidents. There's no coincidences. Right. What is, what am I going to do? And then I, I thought of everything as every one of them is a teacher, Actually, everybody, yep. not just my dates. 
and right every person every, yeah every yeah, yeah every loving human being is put in our life for a reason and so I was like okay I'm gonna be a super sleuth and I'm gonna figure it out like what is it what am I gonna learn I'm excited and come home and instead of being disappointed he would show display things would be things that are good things that I, I don't want things that I want what I don't want it's a very powerful thing right. to learn what you don't want right yes because then you can the create contrast what you want. Of, yeah exactly oh yeah. good I love that and when you when you make that shift and now I'm watching people who are reading my book and it gives me goosebumps and this is what makes me cry almost every day because I have friends and women in my life right now who are writing their soulmate list right now they're believing it's possible and they're thinking of every date as their teachers which makes them they go on a date and they come back and they edit their list and what does that do it keeps your focus on what you want yes and not on what oh you don't God. want yes yes oh my god <laughs> so it's so I exciting because if we all do yes. this if every single one of us does this and we won't feel sad, we won't feel shame. We won't feel disappointed. There's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with my last teacher. He doesn't, he doesn't want the same things or he just, you know, like the very, 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 very last one. Um, Oh man, I felt hard for him. I just, he had dimples. He had so many things on my list and I loved his parents. That's what is the saddest part. (laughs) Oh, they're just amazing. So of course I needed to marry, I needed to marry them. I needed to, (laughs) Freddie and Smith. I want a a marriage like that. They've been married for 40 something Mm -hmm. years. They're retired. They're going on every, they're going traveling the world. They love each other. They're so fun. He's like, oh, she's just like, oh, he's my favorite person. And I watch them and I watch them and I watch them. But he, their son, um, you know, he had just gotten out of a divorce, just gotten divorced. I don't even think his divorce was final yet. And um, uh-huh. he, was, he, was, he, he, was, he was trying to be the one that I wanted. And he was so cute. And we had so much fun. And he loved to come to my concerts. Well, I'm a classical singer. That's not everybody's bag, you know? Right. I, I, that's fine. <laughs> but it's really important to me to have somebody that not would just like sit there and endure it for two hours. No. I wanted yeah. that to be special. I wanted them to love that about me and like, you know, and like enjoy it. I want someone who enjoys my concerts, but I had never experienced that before. So I had to meet him. I had to have one more teacher because he showed me what I didn't want. A few things that I didn't want. Um, but he showed me that I do want someone who comes and every single time he came to my concerts, he's sitting there beaming at me in the, from, from the audience and he would bring me a dozen roses. Oh, wow. I never, ever had experienced that. So then I added that to my list. Yeah. And I want someone who buys me flowers because it makes me happy. Not everybody likes flowers. My mom hates flowers. She thinks they're a waste of money. She's so practical. And she gets mad at my dad when he buys her flowers because it was like a waste of 80 bucks or whatever. Right. right. I, they make me happy. I love flowers so much. And yeah, that, me too. That, just that gesture and the time and the energy and the money you have to go get them. It's just so thoughtful and so sweet. And have someone actually enjoy my concerts and be proud of me. And I was just like, oh, I never had that before. And I really love that. And I want to create more of that. So even though I was sad when we broke up, because I realized some of the things that he wanted to believe about himself were not true. And, um, 
he just didn't want the same thing. He was younger than me and he wants to go, you know, hang out with his homeboys and, you know, he wants to play yeah. and have fun. And that's fine. And, he, and it, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It has nothing to do with me. It wasn't the right time. We weren't meant to be together forever. We were meant to be for, we were meant to, to meet each other and experience those things for that amount of time. However many, you know, however long time it is, doesn't matter. And it was a huge blessing. So now I learned that I've got to tell the truth because I was not being truthful about what was, I, what was really okay with me and what really, really wasn't okay with me. And just as one example, because I know we've all been through so many, so much of this um, and been through disappointments um, and been through people, you know, been with people that weren't truthful. Um, You know, he went out one time, um, he lived like an hour and a half away. So it was so weird that we met in the first place, but it's not weird. You know, it's totally, you know, meant to be. Um, he said he was going out dancing with his friends and I was like, Oh, great. You know, have fun. And then, you know, when I woke up in the morning, he didn't text me when he got home, he didn't call me when he got home and, and I was crushed and I, I didn't say anything. And at this point he had already said, I love you. And we were boyfriend and girlfriend. And so this is not like after the second date, you know, um, after a couple months or whatever a month I think the whole thing only lasted a few months but it was you know we were definitely a an exclusive relationship and he said and I so then he when he called I was just like was just like holding back the tears it was very difficult for me but I didn't want to say anything and I was like oh it's no big deal like don't make a big deal out of it I'm you know it's just you know boys just want to go have fun and um and he you know talked to me out of it and talked to he gave his little clever ways, said all the right things. And yeah, it was fun. And, you know, I can't wait to see you. And like, totally, totally. I did not tell the truth. I did not, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to cause any problems. I wanted it to, I wanted mm-hmm. to ignore that it even happened. I wanted to forget that it even happened because I liked him. So much. Mm-hmm. And I want to share more of that because then we will be able to, be vulnerable and tell the truth with each other. And then we'll be able to heal each other. And then we will be able to attract the person who will absolutely never do that to you. Right. And I, the very end of that relationship was when I was sick as a dog and he had, he did actually end up moving to closer to my house. And I just, just, I was just like sick and I wish I had some company and maybe some soup, you know, I mean, that's what I do when people are sick I bring them something, you know, company, what can I do for you? Bring them some vitamin C if they need it. You know, like, that's what we do. I'm sure mm-hmm. you do that too. How do you help? How do you serve? How can right. you, you make them feel better? And he was like, Oh, well, I'm sorry. You know, well, I'm going to go, you know, got to go. We got this and we're all going to this right over here and not cutting it, not cutting it. And I was like, Oh man. So, the, so one of the last things I wrote, was my my soulmate um will comfort me and help me and want to be with me when I'm sick I think I actually said will come over and bring me ice cream in my Mm. in my actual soulmate list Mm -hmm. and um then the very last thing I I wrote in my notes was November 16th I'll show it to you when we meet. I'll show it to anybody. It's still in my phone. 
20. I love that you said it with me. Oh, yeah. yeah 20. <laughs> what, what year is it? What year are we on? We're on 20. I think it's still 2020. <laughs> so, so this is November 16th, 2014, because oh, your, you're, yeah. your notes tell you the last update. The date at the top is when you last updated it. Oh, and cool. if you have an iPhone, I don't know. I don't know how. Right. Phones. Okay. So right. that date at the top, that's the last time you edited it. And I said, my soulmate lives within 20 minutes of me so that he can come by. He, we can, it's easy to stop by and we can see each other as much as possible. Fast forward to two weeks later, we go to Thanksgiving dinner. My parents were be out of town. My sister was going to be out of town. So I went to my best friend's house. I invited myself to her Thanksgiving. Of course, she said yes. You know, I said, we'd go around the table and I said, Bill, this is the, the wedding that I'm talking about, their wedding. Bill, I'm so grateful for you oh, because okay. you showed me what that there are amazing, wonderful single men who exist and they live mm. to serve and love their wives. They adore and cherish their wives. They want to be married forever and ever and ever. They don't want to share their wives and their love with anyone else. And you showed me that it was possible. It really started all with them. It started with them. And, and that 17 months later, I walk into, I walk in the door and I say hi to my client that I've known for six years and he saw me differently. And that's because I was a different person and his name is John Stanley. (laughs) I love his name is John. It's like, it's like, um. Like a, like a story, you know? Oh my gosh. Like John. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is real. This is exactly how it happened. And we, oh my gosh, we just, we just couldn't stop talking to each other. I, he texted me the next day and he, no, it was two days later. Um, he was like, no, he texted me the next day. And the whole, the whole story is an see how these little things are put in your life to teach you. And these, then all of a sudden, you know, it's, then it's the right time. And so the reason why you're single or you may not want to be, or you feel like you're not, you're focused on other things and that's totally fine. And then it's, it all happens in divine timing. Anyway, you don't even have any control over it. What you can control over is how you can transform your beliefs so that you believe it's possible. And my story will help people believe it's possible Um, because I've spent years, you know, years and years and years thinking that I was damaged goods. That was never going to, it's never going to happen. And, um, parts of those years, I didn't even want it to happen. Like gross. Why would I want that? I've already had that before, you know? Um, and the reason why you don't want it is because you don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's Mm -hmm. like to, you know, I was, I got vertigo a couple of years ago when I was in, and I was upside down. I was in a front fold in a yoga class. I, the whole world started spinning and I started vomiting and they, they called the, you know, the ambulance and they took me away. I mean, one phone call to my husband, he flew to my side. He stayed mm-hmm. by my side. He took care of everything. I couldn't drive. I was sick, sick for days. I, he went, picked up the kids. He re- made the dinners. He took them to school in the morning, did the homework, every single thing everything that needed to be done because his first priority is my care, my well-being, my safety and my well-being is his number one priority. And there are so many men like that. Yes. And they're waiting for all of us to love ourselves and to trust ourselves and respect ourselves and believe that we deserve it. Oh, I love that. Well said. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go on our first date. We fall in love. We've been together ever since. Um, we took our kids to um, Maui. So both of us have two kids each. And oh, perfect. Yeah. I love Maui. What island are you on? I'm on the big island. Oh, I can't wait to go there. I've never been there. Yeah, it's really special. I've heard. Very different from Maui. I've heard. And I'm, I'm it's on my list, bucket list for sure. Good. And um, <laughs> yeah, we got married on the beach. Well, married on the beach with just our four kids, just the six of us. And oh, you know, our, our new family. And um, then a couple of years later is when I was looking, listening to that podcast. It talks about how do you find your purpose? And he said, all of us have an affinity for some thing. Sometimes it's a group of people like, you know, adopted kids. If you've been adopted, uh, you know, sometimes it's animals. Some, I know some people are super passionate and their mission in life is to help animals to keep them from being, you know, put down and try to get them adopted into homes. And some people are just love, you know, um, you know, kids or some people it's the environment, you know, or they're dolphins, you know, it's animals. So Mm-hmm. But I immediately said single moms. Oh, woo. yeah. And I don't know. I'd love to know if there was kind of a defining moment for you when you decided to start this. Oh, yeah. There was. Oh, yeah. Um, because I'm surrounded by single moms. On the big island, it's like kind of this unknown truth is that we are like saturated with single moms on this island and I think it's just part of the like come and go like chill out kind of culture here rather than the like stay stable stability stable um, traditional like thought process is it's really people just kind of like go with the flow. It's just the way it, uh, it can, that can be really beautiful when you're like in the flow of alignment and in the flow of the divine. But um, for the men here, they're just like, a lot of them are just go. <laughs> I was to put it. And so I'm surrounded by single moms. And I don't know if you are familiar with Enneagram and personality tests. Yes. Remind, <laughs> me, remind me which one it is. Cause there's so many well, of them. I don't remember. Which yeah. One that is. The Enneagram is just like, everyone's like categorized in a number and each number has a different meaning. And personally I'm an eight and eights are like, just can't handle injustice. So whenever an eight sees injustice, it just really fires them up. So me being an eight and hearing turning everywhere I turn, hearing these single moms that I'm surrounded by, tell me their stories about how they're overwhelmed, how they're stressed, how they feel isolated, how they feel lonely, how they're like, um, you know, struggling to make ends meet, how they're not like either they're not spending any time with their kids or they're spending all their time with their kids and they're broke. And I'm just like, God damn it. Fuck this. (laughs) You know, like I get angry. (laughs) I do too. I'm like, yeah, there is, this is not okay. There is another way. And I knew that in order for me to prove that I had to, first do it myself and I I am in the beginnings of that of that shift and that change but I'm still deep enough in it that I'm like I see I see the path I see the truth I see the light I see this like new system and I love how you talk about systems and strategies by the way oh my gosh yes because it's really a balance of being in like that divine flow but also in your humanness 
developing systems and processes and rituals and practices that keep you going in the direction that you want and creating the life that you want. So I was like, okay, first I'm going to do it for myself. And then I'm just going to nonstop talk about it and teach it. And I'm really like a people magnet and I just attract people and make friends really easily everywhere I go. And so I was like, that's a gift that was given to me. And I'm going to use that and my strong voice and my like eightness. <laughs> eights, you know, just eights are so like much. I love and, it. You know? <laughs> and so I'm just like, and I'm also a Leo and I'm a firstborn and like, I'm just that I'm a yoga teacher. Like that's just me, you know? <laughs> so it. I'm using all of that to be like, this is injustice. This is not okay. And there can be another way. And yeah, that's just, I mean, I've been like a confidence coach for many years in different ways. And I saw that that's really the root of it. And that's what I love about what you talk about. Cause you don't talk about just like, Oh, I need a man like to save me. No, you you're saying I deserve to love myself enough to attract the kind of person I am. And so that's what it comes down to. Like, I'm like, what's your confidence, hon? What's your story? What's your self-fulfilling prophecy? You know, what do you think about all day? What are your, like your dominant emotions? And because all of these things add up to create the life that you have. So true. You're brilliant. You're right on. Thank you. It's so true. It all comes down to self-love. Everything comes down to self-confidence. That's so amazing that you just, you discovered the same thing and you're seeing the same thing and, and you're using all of your gifts to help and build this incredible, you know, super confident love consciousness. You're helping everybody create that. That's incredible. Heck yeah. (laughs) Heck yeah. I know it's so exciting and it's so like, purposeful and it gives me like I have so much energy you know and it's because I'm on a mission and it's like bigger than me and that gives me a lot of joy and a lot of like life and happiness yeah and I I love seeing like and meeting women like you who are on the same track and to me it's about sisterhood like like this podcast is just the beginning sister I have plans for us (laughs) you have collaboration (laughs) me too I can't wait yes and it's like that's what it's all about. It's not about like, I'm not a lone wolf. I am, I'm in a wolf pack and you know, it's like, this is what it's about. And it's, it's every day. And like, I live with a whole bunch of women and most of them are single moms and all of our kids play together and we share bills and we share responsibilities and we share like taking care of our kids. Because when you're a single mom and you're living alone with your kids and you're isolated, you can get really tired of the sound of your own voice. You know, and when I've said something to my daughter 10 times and I feel like I'm like, I've had it, then I know that one of my sisters is going to step in and be like, I heard your mom say this. Why aren't you doing it? You know, and like, it's just different dynamic. Like the kids respect their aunties in a different way than they do their moms, you know, and they, they feel like the mom's love is unconditional. We all, all kids know that, but the auntie's love, it's like, oh, wait, she might like not be cool with me anymore if I don't work with her, you know? And so it creates a beautiful dynamic and living in this is like my daily reminder of how powerful women are when they come together. And so that's why I spend time seeking out women like you who have a similar purpose and mission and power and Dharma and medicine. This is your medicine that you're sharing to heal. Mm. 
And I really thought that like, and I, I'm so right because I just listened to this podcast, but I felt <laughs> that you bring a big element in that I don't bring to the table because um, like I have zero desire to get remarried, but I know that the majority of women do. So I wanted to find other women who have that desire and, and in a way that's really um, self-loving and really like, um, gosh, I don't even know what word to say except for like divine because you're not in a like, you know, rescue me voice. You're in an empowered voice. So I had to bring you in so that women can hear that song and that story that I don't necessarily give, you know? And so that's why we're so amazing. We, we bring out, when we bring our gifts together, we are like unstoppable because everybody has like strengths and weaknesses, you know? And I see that in my home environment that when, uh, you know, where I like maybe am lacking, my sister is going to step in. And that's like, that happens in a microcosm level and a macrocosm level. And so it's like, hell yeah. Wow. Great. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, ladies, you are listening. You are so lucky to have this woman in your life. And I, I would have killed for that, first of all. Mm. And, um, and if you don't have that, you know, you, it, it's still okay. You can still build a community without, you know, living with, a, um, having a bunch of, of, of women right. and you can create the life that you really want. So I, I believe a, um, some of the people, some of the people, some women who say, um, I don't need a man. I think they don't need the type of men that they've had in the past. So that's all of our beliefs are based on our experiences. So I want to be really, I, I want to be a, 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 a visual, a, a, an example, not lead by example or any of that. I mean, I just want you to be able to see a person, a real live human woman for age 40. I didn't meet him till I was 40. Well, I already knew, I already knew him the whole time. And so right. Right? It's, it's crazy. It's, you can't make He's this shit up. <laughs> not make this shit up it's so it all happened for for this purpose it all happened this way all of it came straight from god and from the universe and i it's so that i could be a an example of it is possible and so that we don't give up on love because i think companionship and partnership is is such a beautiful thing that we don't know what we're missing because you've never had it before. It's like, you know, how do you, it's like asking, you know, what, uh, what is a, what is it like, you know, asking a fish what it's like to swim? Like, he's gonna be like, well, I don't, what do you mean? I don't understand the question. He doesn't have any other experience. Right. You know, I, I asked one of my friends what it's like to live in a family where he was like traveling all over Europe, his whole childhood. I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have had that. And he's mm. so smart and he's so, he's single, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I just thought of that. So um, anyone really, really tall, really super smart guy. I'm just gorgeous and talented. Um, hook, just DM me. Um, okay. Cause he's asking me to help him with his, his, his online dating profile. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah, he's and so... that's part of the online uh, upcoming Empire Single Mama online course is helping with the on um, with the uh, dating profile. That's oh, a good. Thing. Yeah, 
yeah so good it's so good but so we're so you know when when you say I don't want that but then you would see a couple where you we met you know at 40 some people have limited beliefs about their age I'm too old or I'm too young um John was 58 and um I was um, I was about to turn 40 when we had our first date and um and it was it was 17 months from the my best friend's wedding to my last first date and I mean I think what, what we don't want is we just don't want to date anymore that's not sometimes not very enjoyable but that feeling of being nurtured and cared for and 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 supported um even though we get all of this, we can, we do have love and support. There's love and support everywhere. If we look for it, if we focus on it and we can attract it and, Mm -hmm. but a a love and a support from the person, the one person that um, you're also romantic with, and you also only have each other. You're exclusively only you, you have a private club and it's magic. It's so magical. I know that I'm loved. I know that I'm cared for. I'm supported. I know that. And I, he's the one who told me to write this book. <laughs> he's like, wow. none of this would have happened unless I had. So I believe we, we also, I didn't know this. We also can fulfill our true divine purposes and our true joy and complete fulfillment. When we have that little missing link, that little, that last little that last puzzle piece one and it clicks in and then it's all there and then you have all the support and love you need to finish your missions or start your mission I'm just starting mine yeah it's so cool I just thought single moms and I was like you know because on that same Thanksgiving he said he told me that he said you know he got in his truck he was ditto kind of the same thing family just with a bunch of friends been married forever loving kids grandkids everywhere just you know he was the he was the friend that they invited love everywhere and he was just like oh man before that he just thought oh I just want someone to hang out with like I don't like hanging out with guys I just you know he we met a few people got set up on a couple of days just like not not good but that Thanksgiving my same Thanksgiving that he got in his truck to go home and he said God I'm ready to fall in love and freaking two days later, boom, this huge five foot 10 beast walks in the door to his office. And that was it. It was the right time, the right moment, the right thing. I mean, and I was like, dude, it sounds like you didn't even do any work. You didn't have to do anything. All you did was (laughs) one day, (laughs) God, I'm ready Mm -hmm. to fall in love. And then I freaking come, you know, knocking on your door. And, but from my perspective, you know, I really had to work really hard to, to heal and, and to, you know, repair my, you know, my, some traumas and, you know, my environment, I thought was a, a huge thing. Cause I little by little cleaned it up and it made me smile. So like, if you go into a room and you're like, Ugh, I don't, there's like a energy is wrong. You know, it's like, there's a, maybe a blanket from like an X or like a pillow. That oh, was there. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. you gotta, you, gotta you, you know, all about that. You clear all that shit out and sage the whole place. Right. Yeah. And I did several times and just kept at it just like oh okay well it needs more sage now you know like it's like oh no yeah. that's that's not the I one. love okay. it needs more sage that's something <laughs> my daughter says like she's really into saging yeah I was like we sage a lot too and I also it's... purge a lot yeah I get rid of clothes so... I threw away like a 200 pair of shoes just because I like 
buying them reminded me of a bad day, you know, and so or, like wearing them reminded me of a, the bad day that I bought them. So oh I think that that's really smart to do it's is just, and that's one of your go. beautiful blog entries. Yeah. It's okay. so great. <laughs> so Karen, it's been amazing speaking with you. I am like so excited that this is just the beginning of a beautiful relationship. I mean, you. Too. <laughs> And I just want to like remind everybody who's listening that all the links to connect with Mrs. Karen Stanley are going to be in the um, show notes of this podcast. And I really want to encourage you to just take um, some time to yourself to peruse her site because unlike a lot of sites that I've gone over, this one's really user-friendly and easy to navigate and beautiful, by the way. And you have so many great things. Yeah, I love your videos, your blog. So whether you are preferred to read or watch, there's both for you. And she has great tips, like more tips for dating for single moms. She also has this amazing love playlist so you can like high vibe your way through your day, a whole free content section. You can get her book, there which is like I'm really excited to read and it will definitely be a part of the show it off book club at some point soon um oh, yes you had one we have oh, a so book club. Excited. I know I know you are because I know that you love books too you she has an amazing book list resource here and I've read most of these books I just want you to know no way. I love these yes atomic habits oh. uh, yeah I'm all about habits um, it's really all the Brene Brown books. We've already done a Brene Brown book. I can't even remember which one now. Gifts but, yeah, of Imperfection. Oh, oh, yeah. Life changer. So great. So great. Um, and so also um, her book, Becoming Mrs. Karen Stanley, The Single Mom's Guide. How is it? To Finding Love? To Attracting Mr. Right. Right. Thank you. To uh-huh. Attracting and Mr. It's, right. And it's Becoming becoming Mrs. Stanley is what you'll, is the actual title, just in case you, you can't find it on, on Amazon. There. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I did find it on Amazon. And I just bought a Kindle, which I'm really excited about, just like loading it up with great books like this. So Thank you so much. You are amazing. You are awesome. I am like so excited to watch you. Just you're on fire. And (laughs) thank you for taking your time to be here. And yeah, it's just so uh, I'm so honored and I'm so happy that we can connect and, you know, it's miracles are happening every day. If you really, if you really look for them and and I just, I'm so excited for this to, help some people and um and just to be here in front of your 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 tribe and and to be a part of what you're doing is incredible and I'm I'm so grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Yay, so great. I like to say I want to say one more thing is I have to go because my daughter's gonna wake up soon. Otherwise I talk to you forever. <laughs> but um she really wants my attention and she deserves it when she first wakes up. But um we talk a lot um in this community about morning rituals which is why I wake up at four. My morning rituals are my everything for my like success and self-love and just joy and sanity. <laughs> and she has here on her website in the free content section, morning ritual worksheet and guide. So you guys like you take advantage of these free resources to get you started because like you've heard me say a million times, your morning, how you start the first hour of your day makes all the difference for the, your, your life, not just your that day, but for your life. So if you feel like you need some more support for that, um, there it is right there. And 
Mrs. Karen Stanley, thank you so much. You are loved. You are amazing. I'm so glad you are showing it off, girl. Oh, thank you so (laughs) much. I can't wait to talk again. Me too. Have a wonderful day and we will talk soon. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. If you like the Show It Off podcast, then you will also like the Show It Off book club. I have hand-selected a library of books that will empower you and keep you on track with your confidence-building goals. Reading has always been a huge love of mine, and if it weren't for the books that I feel like are my friends that have taught me so much, I just don't know where I would be now. That is why I started the Show It Off book club, and I hope you will join the club. It's free, it's fun, it's easy. How to join? Just go to at show it off podcast page on Instagram, follow the page, see the post where I list all of the books on the list. It's a picture of a stack of books. I will help you find it. Start your own empowering library. Tune in each Friday for the conversation starter videos I post of the chapters we are on, and I'll post them on the show it off podcast Instagram page. If you can read one to three chapters a week, you will be set. If you can't, you can still see the videos anytime. But it would be amazing if you were able to leave comments and share your thoughts with the chapters we're on with the group in real time. This is to help you really integrate the high vibe thoughts you need to be a part of your life in order to truly embody being deeply self-loving and shamelessly and unapologetically confident. So join the Show It Off book club today. Thank you for listening to the Show It Off podcast, Empowering Single Mamas. Thank you for sharing this episode with at least one single mama friend today. You can even text it to her. And remember that when you go to sarahfayshoff.com, you can enter your email and be on the newsletter, which will invite you and remind you to join the Empowered Single Mama online course. And you will receive five yoga videos led by me, a video teaching you how to start meditating, and the quickie course, Confident Morning, helping you start your day off in a way that helps you have self-love and a high vibe mindset and really just makes the biggest difference for your whole life. Remember, you are perfectly made, so discover your power and show it off.